0: If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCulloch Radio. All right. Uh, something you probably haven't thought of most of this week as it relates to um, the culture war, uh, your own faith. But you did think about it uh, every time that you got a little bit of uh, hunger pain in your belly uh, is food. And uh, there's this been this very interesting series that Regnery Publishing has put out, and I've followed it since the very first uh, installment, Drinking with the Saints, where Mike Foley, who's on the faculty at Baylor University, uh, kind of documented the um, libational life of the early church and kind of, you know, how they used it and what they did with it and so forth. Well, there's a third book in the series that has been published by Regnery. And uh, co-authoring with Mike Foley on this one is Father Leo Patangleg. How do I say your last name, Father? I didn't. I didn't ask. I, I took my best shot at it.
1: Oh, you did a great job, but it was a failure. I'm kidding with you. You're perfectly fine. It's Hug. It's just like it's spelled. It's just incredibly intimidating. So you did a you did a great job with it. Thank
0: you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this one is called Dining with the Saints, and I'm very curious as to the motivation for writing it and kind of what it deals with.
1: So Dining with the Saints is the follow-up, as you mentioned, to that very, very popular book, Drinking with the Saints. And we realize that there are more feast days than fast days. And what's interesting about the early church is that they all had a patron or a patroness and they required a big celebrational feast. And so as a priest, but also as a professional chef, it was my charge to create recipes or find recipes associated with the saints. And some of them are pretty interesting.
0: What types of stuff did you uncover? How, how sophisticated was the culinary palate of the Church Fathers? The Church
1: Fathers, not so much. But in the medieval times, pretty intense. They, they obviously celebrated local foods. But for example, St. Barbara is a saint who actually was a martyr as well. She was a very beautiful woman and they wanted to take advantage of her dignity and she refused but to test her faith they cut off her bosoms they cut off her breasts so in order to honor her they have something in italy called the nipple cake And so they actually made cakes that were shaped like bosoms, and it was in no way rated R whatsoever. It was actually a sign of purity and holiness. So that's the kind of stuff that I had to uncover and find recipes associated with the saints.
0: That's kind of a morbid uh, example. Do you have anything a little, you know— a little nicer.
1: Yeah, well, the cake is actually delicious. So other than the morbidity of the history, the cake is really good and it's easy for anyone to follow. For example, we also have uh, St. Mary of Scotland, Margaret Mary of Scotland. And, you know, traditionally they would celebrate it with haggis. And now haggis is not an easy dish to make unless you can find sheep's stomach In your local grocery store i personally can't so instead i created what was called holy haggis hash and i kind of used more modern american western ingredients and created it in a hash and so it's a great way to remember what this woman did she actually was a very wealthy woman and she gave all of her belongings to the poor and you know poor people's food was considered hash i just made it it tastier
0: Yeah. Well, as a Scott, I can tell you, haggis is not something I've ever been all that uh, excited about. So uh, we're going to we've got bare nipples and we've got haggis so far. Father Leo, please tell me that we're going somewhere a little more. I don't know. um, Candlelit dinner. like Yes.
1: (laughs) Well we also have things to honor saint francis of assisi and so uh, we actually have a few different recipes for him because he was such a popular saint so he loved these sugar cookies and nutella is famous as a chocolate substitute and so i kind of brought his favorite dessert which was an almond cookie slash sugar cookie but i kind of Dolloped it even with a little bit of Nutella, so that's a a great thing to remember him. Super easy, super delicious. But he also came from a region in Umbria where they have delicious Italian sausage. So we basically made an Umbrian styled sausage dish to honor this great. Now you're talking, see,
0: be done with that haggis stuff. Let's talk Italian (laughs) sausage all day. Like, that's completely my palate right there.
1: I think I'm going to make a convert out of you, and I'll even come to your house and cook this haggis and hash because it's not haggis traditional, but I actually, again, used more modern ingredients, and I made it very savory, included adding a little bit of pork to this hash as opposed to sheep stomach, so… I bet you you'll enjoy the hash, regardless.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to get my copy. I, I don't have a copy of the book yet. I think Nick's uh, bogarting it for me, uh, at the studio. <laughs> um, so w- w- you've kind of covered like the the full course meal here. What is the um, what's the extent of the numbers of dishes featured in the book, and and like how in depth are the stories?
1: So there's about a hundred recipes altogether. The stories are fantastic. While they uncover the, the general principles of the saints, it also goes to the more unique aspects of the saints, things that maybe people might not be completely familiar with. And then on top of that, we also at, uh, create a, what we call a, a pastoral carryout order, like a, a spiritual takeaway. How did these saints in the past affect us in the modern day life? How can we live? our faith in the modern day life because god's not done making saints even out of people like you and me what we have to do is find out what made them holy and what made them holy was that they were not afraid to speak out against evils and strangely enough just like in the modern world the evils came from authorities they came from power they came from politics And so many of them were not afraid to speak out against it. And then at the same time, the injustices created by these abusive institutions, that actually gave inspiration for people to become saints by finding solutions to the problems that were created by a broken humanity. A lot of charitable organizations, educational resources, hospitals, just amazing social enterprises without using taxpayer money
0: got it uh well it's called dining with the saints and it's written by mike foley and father leo put I, I i did it wrong again but uh anyway Bravo. no you did a father, great job father leo it's great to have you with us thank you for being here
1: my pleasure thank you
0: all right kevin mccullough coming right back don't go away